everyone. Welcome back to Oh My Pod. I'm Chelsea Reif, and today is an extremely special episode for me as I got to interview one of my favorite people and someone I really look up to, which is Lauren Everts of the blog, brand, and podcast, The Skinny Confidential. She's made me into a complete psychopath when it comes to beauty, wellness, and health. I have goodies from Trader Joe's like red lentil pasta, tongue scrapers for my health. I put green chlorophyll in my water. And no, it's not chloroform. Go Google it. But it is quite odd in the office when I'm walking around with dark green water. But her podcast provides so much value as she brings in different experts each week from different industries with her husband, Michael Bostick. She also keeps it real 24-7, absolutely no filters, no shame. And that's why I love her. I did honestly start my podcast because her and her husband always preach to just launch and then tweak, you know, you're never going to have perfection. And so I had to have her on. And she's really a woman of her word. She always says that just because someone is in your space does not mean you need to compete. You can collaborate and help each other grow. And that's exactly what she did. So with that, let's get into today's episode and learn all about Lauren Everts and the Skinny Confidential. I love your community because you keep it real. And so the whole goal of this interview is Yes, I want to know about the Skinny Confidential and how you build this brand, but I actually want to get way more behind the scenes of like the real shit that you're going through and that you've had to go through to build this empire. Um, yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know what the Skinny Confidential is, can you give us some background and how it came to be? Yeah, the Skinny Confidential started eight years ago. I was bartending from three o'clock in the afternoon to 12 o'clock at night at this super lucrative exclusive bar in Rancho Santa Fe which is so ironic because I had no money. And, um, you know, I was teaching Pure Bar in the mornings and Pilates in the afternoon and going to school and beating to the tune of society's drum, doing what they wanted me to do, which is, you know, school, work, rinse and repeat. And I, I just sort of said to myself, and I remember saying this to myself, like, what the fuck? Is this, is this, is this what life is? Like, is this, is this it? This is so not stimulating. Right. So I started to realize that, that I wanted to sort of create my own future without really knowing that's what I was doing. And, um, so, so the skinny confidential kind of started when I joined a sorority, uh, I joined the sorority and they charged me $800 for semester. And I was like, wait, you're charging me $800 to have friends. And I just, my brain didn't understand the concept. So I left the sorority after probably five minutes and just decided that I was going to start my own online, but it was going to be extremely inclusive instead of exclusive. And I wasn't going to charge and it was going to sort of start in San Diego, but then branch out and connect women everywhere. And so I started very methodically and strategically. And how I was doing that was I had this trapper keeper that I filled with magazine articles and all these tips and tricks that I had from doctors and and supermodels and all all these things that I had collected over the years and that I had just, I was really interested in uh, in other people and, and, and their tips and tricks. And then I had my own in there as well. So I sort of built like my own blog and this trapper keeper. And I actually still have the trapper keeper, which is so funny. I got to bring it out. It's pink. It's huge. It's filled with tons of articles. And then I, I just really designed the blog in front of my face and I call that an execution board, not a vision board, because I was actually executing on on what I was going to do visually in front of me, as opposed to just taking out magazine articles and and clipping words that inspired me. I was actually being inspired by my own vision. And I think if you're, if you're listening and you want to build a blog instead of 
getting really wrapped up in a vision board. Think of it as an execution board. So you're essentially creating your own strategic future. I love that. Well, now it's more than just a blog. So how did you start breaking into other avenues like a book and a podcast? Tell us about that process. I mean, I knew from the beginning that I was building a brand, not uh, definitely leading with a blog, of course, because I love to write. It's, it's a huge part of, of the game. But um, I had the intention of launching a brand and I was just really, really patient with it. I never, I never sort of bit off more than I could chew. And I, I really try to pra- practice that now. I try to um, just be really careful with niching down and slowly growing outward. So I didn't make a dime for three years off the blog. I, I was, again, still bartending, still teaching, still going to school and just blogging seven days a week. And a lot of people have told me, I don't have time to do that. I didn't have time either, but I feel like you make time for things that are important. Absolutely. Well, something you just said was that you didn't bite off more than you could chew. And that actually brings me to one of my questions. And I really want to get into this is now you do so much. I mean, you're shooting, you're writing books, you're doing a podcast weekly, you're doing YouTube. I'm assuming at some point you get overwhelmed. Can you tell us how you manage that stress when you start to feel, oh my God, this is so big like what did I actually create yeah I'm overwhelmed all the time if I'm being really honest I I do feel overwhelmed sometimes but at the same time I'm grateful I'm uh I'm excited I'm inspired I try to drown out that that sort of overwhelmness with with more positive things I think that what I've realized is when I'm working in my business I get the most overwhelmed so I've really tried to take a step back and delegate and give employees like you know Mimi has been with me from basically the beginning and and she's really done every facet of the business that that's that's working in the business and now I think you know I've delegated you know a different role to her which is getting more involved in the creative and that's more working on the business so I'm trying to 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 sort of learn quickly how to be a boss if that I didn't go into this knowing how to be a boss, right? I went into this as my own boss. That's it. I didn't have employees. So that's something that I've had to learn. And, and what I attribute that to is just reading and consuming podcasts and really learning how to manage other people. And, and, and how I think that helps grow the business is that you're, you're delegating and you're able to step out outside of it and, and grow the vision. That makes sense. I think something that we can all relate to is anxiety. I think you actually just did a post on this on your Instagram and I never really get anxiety, but I actually did a podcast the other day in LA with someone that was like pretty big to me. And I had a weird anxiety in my stomach in the morning. And I was like, I never get this. Like, what do I do? And I, I didn't really know what to do. I just started like breathing and thinking of certain things to do, but I'm sure you get anxiety quite often. So I want to learn a little bit about how you manage that. Yeah, I, I've dealt with anxiety for a long time. It's not like crippling anxiety, but it's definitely something that's lingering anxiety. And things that I have found to help it is to not let it start from the beginning and how I, I'm about preventative care in every aspect. And so I have to do things that prevent it from happening or it will get bad. So things that help it are like, something simple things really help my anxiety taking a walk it sounds so stupid right you can just go outside and take a walk that helps my anxiety it's like it's like moving and and 
and getting the like the jitters out of my stomach and like just getting active. Uh, my grandma always used to tell me to get outside myself. So the second that I feel anxiety, I stop. I try to stop thinking about me, 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 and start getting interested in other things. And whether that's a book or a podcast or a friend or I don't know anyone like a random person that's sitting next to me at a rest, like whatever it is, I try to get interested in, in, in other people or other things. Um, definitely acupuncture has really helped a lot. Uh, cupping therapy helps. I mean, I get, I try to get, and this sounds absurd and everyone's going to think it's crazy, but I try to get a weekly facial. And the reason I do that is because I am able to go into this super Zen atmosphere that's already set up with someone that knows that I just want to stay calm and I'm able to just like work on my phone and, and be uninterrupted. And I, my day is never uninterrupted. So to have that hour to myself is super valuable. And I feel it really helps with my anxiety. I mean, I'm getting all these essential oils and like there's music and I'm able to just really lay there and focus on what's in front of me. So I would say like things that help with my anxiety are all small things that add up meditation, a lot of breath, um, being with my husband for one day and not doing any social media and reading books, um, even like watching a movie, like just little tiny things really help with it. I notice. I love that. I wish I had some of those tips and tricks on Monday. Cause I, I think mine was just breathing and breathing and, and that does help. I actually do think breathing is one of the most important things you can do, but I think that get outside of yourself is a great tip for anyone that's trying to navigate that anxious feeling that we all tend to get. But or to, just take a shot of tequila and call it a day. There we go. My mom actually told me before this interview, she's like, why don't you drink a glass of wine? And I was like, if that's the route we're going, like, that makes sense. I'm just going to start drinking wine before anything that I'm doing. Um, yeah, one, one takes the edge off, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I do have to call you out for a second. When you say you're going to a Zen space, but then you say you're working, do you ever actually decompress and say, I'm not even looking at my email, my phone, like nothing? Yes, absolutely. And, and how I do that is I time batch. I'm very, very into time batching. So I will not touch my email until 10 o'clock every morning. I, my mornings are to myself. I'm, I'm super protective of it. I don't look at my email. I don't want to see it. I find it extremely stressful and I check it for an hour and then I get out of my email. It's so unproductive to be living in your inbox. I've learned that the hard way. And then I'll, I'll, I'll reintroduce the inbox later in the day and do another hour. Um, as far as content goes, it, it is very much nonstop. And that's been something that's a work in progress because, you know, you're sharing your life with, with your audience so that if you're always thinking, you know, can I like, what, what is this blog post? Is this a podcast? Whatever it is. Um, so what we're doing now is that we're, tr we're trying to learn a way that, that to batch content that's effective. Um, and that's maybe it takes like a Tuesday from one to six. Maybe all I'm doing is like writing blog posts. Um, maybe Wednesday it's all my conference calls and interviews. I have noticed that when I try to spread everything out, it's, it's like a clusterfuck because it's like my brain switching from too many things at once and it's taking on more. So I would rather have two really great days to just create content all to myself and then do the others for all the, the emails and the, and the calls and the working in the business and the meetings. Got it. That's time batching is a blog post you wrote, right? People can actually find that on your blog. You can find time batching on my blog. It's been so helpful to the growth of my business. 
I really recommend it for anyone that feels overwhelmed. I've started. Um, and, and you know, now I don't have to, I used to wake up and first thing in the morning, open my phone. And if you really think about that, it's bleak. That is so depressing to wake up every morning. And the first thing you look at is your phone. And I really had to rewire my habits. You know, I've had to learn, no, I need to wake up, turn on my meditation app. I even like have things like weird, like ticks. I don't know if this is OCD where like, I want to drink a liter of water while I'm meditating. And then I want to get up and I want to put my workout clothes on and I want to move and I want to walk the dog and I want, I want to listen to a podcast and I just want to be I want to lower my cortisol. I don't want to wake up with a phone in my face. It's just not the way I want to live. And I feel like I'm so much about creating my own future and, and being a role model for other women with that, that like, why would I be like, why would I be so run by my phone? The first thing when I wake up, that's, that's not, that's not something fun. That's not creating your own future and living your life by your own terms. So I put the phone away until 10. That's so funny you say that about the phone because I did start noticing I was answering everyone during the workday, like anything, like, oh my God, I had the best lunch today and I would answer. And I'm like, why am I taking time out of my workday to answer people's comments or concerns or questions that literally are not urgent at all? And why is the first thing I'm doing at 6.15 a.m. opening my Instagram? Like, that is how I want to spend my morning? No. So that's something now if I am grabbing my phone, I try to read my horoscope. So it like kind of sets the tone for the day. Um, and I do like to meditate as well. But to your point, the phone almost should be like a tool. It shouldn't be something that you think you have to be on 24-7. Yeah, I mean, I have lots of tools that I use. Like I, I turn off all my notifications. I don't want to see one notification. I put my phone on airplane mode when I'm writing. I don't want to, I don't want one notification when I'm writing. And what it's come down to is this, and Michael would say this too, he's actually in the car with me. So I'm sure he'll agree with me, which is you don't, you're not working for all these people. You're not working on their time, right? Like someone that text messages you, it's not, you're not working off their time. And the second that you sort of realize that, like sometimes I don't answer text messages for four days. And the people that love me understand that, that life is crazy. And I understand that life is crazy on their end. It's a text message, just because someone texts you or emails you doesn't mean you need to respond right away. You can answer on your own time. They've reached out on their own time. I'm, I'm not going to stop everything I'm doing all the time. And, and like my dad even understands that. Um, so I just turn off all notifications. Even I don't want to hear ringing like nothing. Yeah, I did the do not disturb thing. And my friends are starting to get mad at me. But I'm like, I literally can't look. I'm going to get distracted. If you need something, you'll call me. Um, so I love all those tips you just shared, but I want to switch gears a little bit into what you focus on on the Skinny Confidential, which is so many things, skincare, health, fitness, tips and tricks for mental health issues. There's so many things, but what I notice is even following you, I have become such a consumer. Like I'm buying the tongue scraper, I'm buying the acupressure mat, I'm buying the face wash, I'm doing everything. How do you take a step back and say, okay, what's actually working for me? Like, do you ever feel overwhelmed with how much you're sharing? Like I need to go off the grid. This is like so much information. Yes. And I do go off the grid. I do go off the grid. I like this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. I didn't, I didn't share anything. I just got off. Um, as far as like everything I'm sharing, I just really try to think of the skinny confidential as a resource whether it's through the podcast or the blog or the YouTube channel, like everything needs to be a resource. And it's not just, again, like what I'm doing. It's also other people's tips and tricks. So, um, 
it, it is very much like a cheeky resource. I think that it's really, really important as a content creator to take a break or you get burnt out. I always say that I'm like a cell phone battery when I'm functioning at 1%. I'm just, it's not good. So the second I can step back and recharge, I feel a hundred times better. So Saturday, I just went to this restaurant with, um, Mimi and Michael and my friend Taylor. And we, it was, it's this dive bar. It's called Barney's Beanery. And we just like had beers and ate chili fries and ate a bread bowl and like chilled. And I didn't stop anything or share anything. And then we went home and did nothing. And then Sunday, all we did is read the whole time. And so that's how you decompress. You literally say, like, I'm not making this a priority. Like, my priority is my friends and family. Yeah, and you'd be, like, people would be surprised that when I go out with my friends and family, my phone is away. I am not on my phone. I am hustling my fucking ass off when I'm not with my friends and family sitting down to dinner. Mimi's laughing because, okay, Mimi, you're different because you work with me. (laughs) But when I'm with my friends and family, I'm not on my phone. Like, tonight I'll get off my phone. She's laughing at me. Michael. Well, well, they said we're all in the car and you're on the phone. (laughs) Okay, but, like, I mean, when I'm out to dinner with my friends and family, I put my phone away. I'm not on my phone. Yeah. Um, But but the rest of the time, I'm, like, I'm on. I'm on fire. I'm hustling. I'm working. I just feel like this point in my life right now, I don't have children. And I need to give it my all so I can really set the foundation of the next 10 years like it's really important for me to have my own thing and be independent and and show women that they can be independent and so this is where I'm at this is a season this is a chapter it's probably going to change it'll probably change when I have kids it'll probably change when I get older so why not take advantage of every second absolutely and I, I really have to give you and Michael credit for me even starting my podcast I wanted to start this probably over a year and a half ago and I just kept holding myself back being like well you're a nobody you don't even have equipment who would listen like your friends and family and I remember something Michael said is like you have to launch and then tweak if you wait till it's perfect you're never gonna launch it and I remember hearing that advice being like oh my god that's so true I just need to get it out and tweak from there and even from my first episode till now people are like wow you can see a complete difference because I actually have a product now that I can work off of versus like creating it in my head and thinking that it has to be perfect um yeah you gotta just put yourself out there and everyone's like how do I get good on camera I'm like how do you get good on camera you just do it over and over and over and over and over again Mm -hmm. it's all about practice and throwing yourself out there and I have to tell you your voice for podcasting is really great it's very soothing to me oh thank you I love that I've heard that before and I think that's what finally prompted me to start this is okay like all you really need to have a podcast is a good voice and know how to edit and interview so um you don't have to be like in my mind I was like oh I have to be a huge social media influencer as like have a built-in following and and that's not true and so like I said I really give you and Michael credit for giving that advice and and keeping it real and not saying like oh yeah just work hard and things will happen like no you do have to fail so um that does bring me to a question like what do you think your biggest failure or regret is in your last eight years of running the skinny confidential Michael what do you think my biggest failure is not catering to your husband every moment of the day no Michael Michael said not catering to my husband every moment of the day Michael what do you think my biggest failure is he doesn't look at anything as failures because it's all lessons. I have to agree. I really don't look. I, I, I'm too busy moving forward to look at what I've done wrong. I've done a million things wrong. Um, 
I've, I've wasted, I've wasted money. I've not been the best boss. My, I didn't know how to delegate. I've been stuck in my email inbox. I've gotten too creative. I've, um, jumped the gun. I mean, I've done a million things, but like every single thing that's happened, and this is so cliche, but it really is true has led me to where I am right now. And I'm the type of person that I have to like step back and wrap my head around things before I really, really can see clearly. And a year ago, I was starting to feel like, uh, not depressed, but like uh, uh, frustrated because I was, I have this vision and how I want to execute the skinny confidential. And I didn't have clarity. And I think clarity is so important. And what I, what I kept doing is just going through the motions and, and getting it done and refining. And now I have so much more clarity than I had a year ago. But I think that, that I wouldn't have this clarity if I didn't have all these things that, that I fucked up on. Right. Yeah, that's so true. I, I like telling everybody that I go to therapy every week because I like taking the stigma away from thinking you have to be like clinically insane to go to therapy. And sometimes I say the same thing. I'm like, I'm so frustrated with my progress. Like, how have I not made progress? And she's like, but how would you even know what progress is if you didn't have a chance to see that negative side? So that's true. Like you can't move forward until you've been pushed backward. I feel like. Yeah. And you know what? No one's going to go through life without getting shit. Like if nothing is going to go perfect, everything's going to go wrong, expect it, embrace it. It's just like, for me, like I've had so many things go wrong. Like I mean, I've, I've had so, so many things not go my way and what, what that's done for me is it's made me really creative with finding angles. And I always, always, always figure it out. I've gotten very, very creative with making something work that, that maybe wouldn't work. And that, that's definitely attributed to, you know, adversity. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I'm glad that you are, like I said, keeping it real. I think a lot of bloggers and to take a step back, I actually work in the influencer and content marketing space. So half my job is looking at bloggers all day. And they put on this front, like, my life is perfect, my kids are perfect, my house is perfect, my pets are perfect, my outfit's perfect. And so you actually start thinking, like, wow, they have the perfect life. And that's why I love your blog and your community because you're like, no, like, today sucked. I had anxiety. I I just, like, completely bombed this. And, and you know what? Whatever. I'm going to get back up and get back at it the next day. No, life is definitely not perfect. I mean, anyone that thinks life is perfect, I, I, I life is not perfect. Life to me is, it's all funny at the end of the day. Like you have to laugh at everything. I'm always laughing. Like I'm, I'm always like, I, I always want to be in on the joke mm -hmm. and it's definitely not perfect. And there's, there's going to be bumps and you're going to have to adjust. But I mean, to me, like if it was perfect, that what a bore, Right? Like, how boring is that? Um, I think that, that in 2018 and 19, it's, you know, things are changing more to audio and people really want to hear what you're about. They want to hear what you stand for. They want to hear what, what your stance is. And I think that the audiences are going to require more out of these influencers than just seeing a perfect picture. Yep. And I don't know if you follow um, Jacqueline Hill, but she just did this whole YouTube video on her divorce. And she was like, me and my ex-husband now, we're the king and queen of like making everything look perfect because that's just what I'm like so used to in the influencer world. But and here we are now and she's like i'm getting a divorce like i've been checked out of this marriage for so long and i was like wow i thought they were the perfect couple just because of what you see on social media and so like i said i appreciate that you show us that lifting the veil type of content um yeah i mean i have empathy for i have empathy for her because 
I do see how you can get used to just showing your highlight reel. And I do see how it can become addicting and how it can be something that you just put your head down and do. And But again, I think times are changing. I think people are going to start to expect more. So Absolutely. people are going to have to change their strategy and adjust. Definitely. So something that I wanted to do was ask you, what is something that you wish you could do well or that you've never been able to do well, but you wish you could? Oh my God, sing. I sing like every second and everyone hates it. I <laughs> wish I could sing. Do you want me to sing for you? I will. Oh my God. Let's do a five second, 10 second audio clip okay. of Lauren singing. Which song should I, I'll sing, um, I'll sing my usual. Everyone's shaking their head. Flipping your fins, you don't get too far. Legs are required for jumping, dancing. <laughs> I'm crying. Miles, my brother's making fun of me. He just flicked me off. Oh Miles, my you like it. God, I'm dead. I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna burn you a CD. Oh my God. Yeah, Michael just got out of the car. We had to stop for gas. He can't deal. Listen, oh, I wish I could sing. I love to sing, but everyone thinks I'm so annoying. In the so sixth annoying. grade play, I was the star, Michael. That's like me saying I'm going to go try for the NBA. It's over, buddy. Give him no shot. <laughs> oh my God. Easy, Danny DeVito. Oh, my God. This is – I love your and Michael's banter, and that was actually a question I had is you probably see in your Facebook group all the time how insane and toxic some of these relationships are and girls putting I'm up with shit that, that they just shouldn't put up with. Michael said he's not in the group. He wants you to know. She knows you're not in the group. It's all women. Oh, and that, well, I was going to ask, and Michael can speak on this too. I feel like you neg Michael a lot and he's obsessed with you. So how did you turn him into being obsessed with you when you do, I feel like, neg him a lot? I have never, ever, well, I'm just going to be honest. When I was little, I my dad dated a lot of different women. So I got to see when women led with that desperate angle, it never worked out. I think when women lead with, with a desperate feeling, men can feel it. And women, if you're dating a woman, the woman, like people, like a human nature, people can feel when you're desperado. Mm -hmm. So I'm using it wrong. Des okay. Not desperado. Excuse me. Like the Taurus. Um, <laughs> when you lead with like a desperate energy is what I'm trying to say. Um, I think as human beings, they can, it, they can feel it. So I've always tried to just really be confident with who I am and with who I am. It's like, I'm not settling for anything, but what I want. And I think when you come from that mindset, you attract a, a, the right energy. So what I would say to all the girls in the group, and I've said this a couple of times when I've seen stories in there is really lead with confidence and lead with, with the, with uh, an energy of that. You're not going to settle for anything less than you deserve. And again, that sounds cliche, but it's true. It's like, stop settling for less than what you like, what you want. Yeah, Michael has something to say. Well, I think the reason the next don't bother me is because I have a sense of humor and a lot of the stuff's funny. And I think like you have to be in on the joke. Like it's, we're not, like, it's not serious, you know? Right. Yeah, we and you know what we we for us like it works and and anyone that said said oh be nice to him it's like we we have our own relationship that works we're a team and what works for us maybe doesn't work for someone else and what works for us is keeping it witty we if if Michael and I stopped being witty with each other like you might as well just fart over and die Michael I would be so bored <laughs> so so we. We, we definitely love to laugh and, and like that banter gets us off. It's just our thing. Um, so I guess my things would be like, keep it funny, 
always be laughing. There's no reason to take yourself so seriously. And don't settle. <laughs> Definitely don't settle. And don't lead with a desperate energy. I mean, I even say that you act like a poodle, right? Like poodles, like with their tail up. And you act, I always say you act meh. That's how I always acted towards him. And he like wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> there we go. You just act meh, everybody. Yeah. I love it. Um, what is, I'm asking you like some quick round lightning questions. What are things that you think about when you're completely alone? What do I think about when I'm completely alone? Uh, my vision, what I'm building, how I'm building it, thinking backwards, how I have a huge vision. How am I going to get there backwards? I think about my husband. I think about what we're doing together. I think about facial massage. I think about my skin. I think about my grandma. I think about my grandma all the time. She passed away. Um, I think about my family. I think about how I can contribute. I think about my community. I think about what I want for dinner. What else do I think about? Me? I think about, yeah, I think, I, I think, I think about my chihuahuas. It's a medley. A medley of thoughts. If you had a warning label, what would yours say? Don't fuck with me. <laughs> and the warning that. label would be for Michael. If I had a warning label for everyone, um, what would my warning label be? That's a great question. Um, my warning label for everyone else would say, what you think of me is none of my business. Ooh, not everyone's going to like you. Not I am not for everyone. And I think, I think that it's really important to focus on your own shit, stay in your own lane and not worry about the outside noise. If you, if you waste any of your energy on that, it takes away from what you're trying to do. Love that. That makes so much sense. Um, if a genie granted you three wishes, what would they be? Three wishes. Oh my God. Are we talking like micro or macro or everything? It could be anything. It could even be like, a, if it was like you could fly. I would love to get rid of my brown mustache. Hyperpigmentation. I would love, what would you wish for Michael? I wish Michael said his wish would be for the power of the genie. <laughs> and then his, his second wish is the genie's wiped off the earth. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. You really got, like, really real with the genie. Um, I would wish that my son, my brown mustache would go away. I would wish for the people that have passed away in my life to come back. I would wish uh, probably something globally that, that helps other people. I'd also love to, like, be invisible and, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't really, I don't really, I, whatever I wish, I feel like I, I can execute on. I'm such a big believer in creating what's happening, right? And creating your own future. So I don't sit around a lot wishing for things. Right. I just feel like it's a waste of energy. Yeah. But I, I guess I would have to like really think about that question, but I would definitely wish to get rid of my brown sun mustache. There we go. That's, that's a great wish. Um, if you were stranded on a desert island and could only choose one person and or product, what would it be? Can I pick my dogs? Yeah. Definitely my dogs. And one product, a beauty product? Yeah, it could be a beauty product, it could be a health product, anything. 
gonna go with my facial massager. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. And what personality trait do you think has gotten you in the most trouble? My mouth. Is that <laughs> a personality trait? Yeah, your mouth. That's funny. We were. What's, my mouth. What personality? Uh, let me let me ask my husband. What do you think's gotten me in the most trouble? Yeah. Unfiltered. But it's also gotten me the farthest. You said That's I'm unfiltered. True. What you see is what you get. That's so true, and that we talked a little bit the other day. We we had some technical issues the other day, and we were talking about how um, you provide so much advice and products and certain things to everybody. And one of the things you provided um, insight on was chlorophyll, and I was having some issues with my stomach, and I went to a gastrointestinal intestinal specialist, and she's like, "Let's go through your supplements." And I was like, "I take this, this, and this, and chlorophyll." And she's like, who, who told you to take chlorophyll? And I was like, my friend slash not really friend, Lauren. And they're like, I'm so confused. And you said, yeah, it's from, that's like my big mouth. Like I just tell everybody anything. And you always say like, take what you leave and leave what you don't like. That's amazing. I love that story so much. It's, it's, it's so good. It's, she probably was like, what? Yeah, she literally, I couldn't explain because I was like, well, it's not really my friend, but it sounds weird if I say like a blogger I follow because she's going to think I'm insane. And so how do I word? It was like the most millennial doctor visit I've ever had. So it was chlorophyll giving you the digestive issues? No, right? No, what I found out was actually chocolate. I heard chocolate is one of the most like acidic things you can eat. And I was eating like chocolate chip cookies, chocolate cake. I have the biggest sweet tooth. Um, and she's like, do you drink coffee a lot? No, because I put so much sugar in it. I make it like mocha, whipped cream, like creamer. Like I make it a milkshake. And so that's why I had to like stop drinking coffee. Um, and like a lot of red sauce, but she was like, let's go through a day of your eating. And it was literally like a chocolate milk, chocolate bar, chocolate M&Ms. And she's like, okay, well duh, like fucking clean up your diet. (laughs) So I was like, "Mm, that's a good idea. Okay, so here's what I would tell you, too, if you're feeling like you're super acidic, and don't tell your doctor your friend told you this, because I'm probably going to get in trouble, but (laughs) drink a liter of water the first thing when you wake up, but put a bunch of lemon in it, like tons of lemon, and put a a little bit of pink Himalayan salt, make sure it's pink Himalayan, and drink that literally when you open your eyes. What? Okay, I'm confused, because I always thought salt dehydrated you. Why do you put salt in your water? So pink Himalayan salt, a mineral, a lot of people think salt dehydrates you. If you're thinking table salt, Mm. pink Himalayan salt is actually an electrolyte. Oh. So put some pink Himalayan salt, non-GMO salt in your water, just a couple pinches and a bunch of lemon and drink a whole liter first thing in the morning before you do anything. I love that. I'm going to have to try. I love water. I always drink water. Like that's actually what I drink the most, but it seems like I need to add some lemon and salt in there. Himalayan salt, pink Himalayan salt. Um, yeah awesome well I know you have to go and so I want to just end on is there one piece of advice key takeaway anything that you want to leave listeners with I would say do you beat to the tune of your own drum don't listen to the outside noise don't let someone tell you that you can't do anything you can create whatever you want if you have patience and discipline and you put out quality value um the internet is really, really such a big place. And there, there's so much opportunity. You know, Michael always says that, that when he was young, he used to play video games and everyone told him he needed to get off video games. But now you look at these video gamers and they have this full-fledged career with partnerships and they're making like a million dollars a month. It's crazy. 
and if, if you just it's really important to not listen to what everyone else thinks you should be and do and really get intuitive and listen to yourself I love that and that is the best advice because I've told this story on my podcast before I tried to start like a beauty Instagram before that was even a thing this was like right when Instagram came out and all my friends were like I don't get it you're just gonna post like like tips and tricks and I was like yeah and I I let people get to me so much that I just stopped doing it and what do you know beauty influencers are like some of the most lucrative people in the world today so that is whenever you're dieting or starting a business don't tell anyone yep exactly that's my advice with dieting and starting a business I know that sounds weird about those two things but it like there's things I think that just you can keep within yourself that's so true. My you mom know, always says that. My those mom's two like, things for some reason, dieting and starting a business. Yeah. I also think there's something to be said about keeping things, you know, just between you and yourself and I. Right. Like, you know, involving everyone else's opinion is just, I feel like it's a recipe for disaster. Right. Because you're just inviting other people's viewpoints. And not to say that that's bad, but there are people that are going to like poke holes in what you believe. And then you start questioning yourself and it's I think it's kind of fun to keep things to yourself and watch it grow and be like look I did this all within my own realm I agree I love what you're doing thank you so much for having me on thank you for coming on and where can everyone find you because everyone needs to get on board with Skinny Confidential they can find me on my blog or at my podcast with my husband it's called the Skinny Confidential him and her show and then I'm on Instagram at the Skinny Confidential Perfect. Everyone go follow her. You won't be disappointed. She talks about everything from facials to vagina steaming to acupuncture. I mean, she covers it all. So go give her a follow. And thank you so much, Lauren. Thanks for having me, Chelsea. That was so fun. And thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Oh My Pod. I hope you love Lauren just as much as I do. And you can tell she's a very busy gal as she was traveling from her home out to dinner. She was in the car. So that's why the audio was a little bit off because she's always on the go. And you can definitely get a feel for that in the podcast. That's just the lifestyle she lives. So if you found value in this, found it hilarious, insightful, entertaining, anything, go leave five stars. Go follow Lauren at The Skinny Confidential and follow me at Chelsea R-I-F-F-E, as in French fries. I like to say that or else it sounds like I have a lisp. And we will see you next week.